the show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all, come on, let's go. Welcome to the healthcare rap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. What's up, what's up? Jared here, and hey, today we're going to switch up the flow a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So here's what's going to go down today. We're going to skip the flavor of the week and what's the 411. Today's episode is taken from the first in a brand new series of panel discussions about how healthcare marketing is changing right before our eyes and what to do about it. Not only now during the COVID-19 crisis, but looking ahead to the post-pandemic world. So today you'll hear me chatting with Paul Sablowski and John Marzano, two veterans who have been through it all. So listen up, you're going to enjoy this conversation. We're going to talk about how hospitals and health systems can thrive during the outbreak and prepare for the post-pandemic world, how brand messaging is changing during the crisis, and what healthcare organizations are learning about their marketing operations. So check this out. You can also watch this series on the Shift.Health YouTube channel. It's brought to you by Shift.Health, the infotainment channel for healthcare marketers to challenge their way of thinking and help them lead meaningful change. We can use that more now than ever, right? So we know that being on the digital front lines is causing a lot of stress for you. So the goal is to provide you a few minutes of empathy, relief, and answers each week as we navigate the outbreak together. That's what we're here for, right? We're a posse and we're here for each other. So take care of yourselves, everyone. We work in healthcare. We got this for reals. Ready? Let's go. So many vendors, so little time Expecting me to know them all is practically a crime But it's what my job's about, yeah. it makes me want to shout yeah. I need some help deciding who to use without a doubt Something everyone wants, like a secret decoder Something everyone needs, like your own baby Yoda Help me to choose, I can't afford to lose Isn't there a website that I really ought to use? Martech.health, Martech.health Do yourself a favor, check it out for yourself Need to find a vendor? This is the way Martech.health, who you gonna pick today? Martech.health is the vendor directory built specifically for healthcare marketing, communications, and digital professionals. People like you. Founded and run by the OG himself, Healthcare Internet Hall of Famer Ed Bennett. It's designed to make your next vendor selection process less painful. And here's why. Over 600 vendors across 40 industry categories, verified vendor reviews and ratings from your peers, a resource library of articles, videos, and events. Plus, an anonymous messaging tool to get your vendor questions answered without worrying about endless callbacks. All of this is free to use and share. Check it out at martech.health. All right, hey, uh, welcome to Now What? 
a panel discussion series about how the present and future of healthcare marketing is changing right before our eyes and what to do about it. With me today are Paul Sablowski of Paul Sablowski Consulting, former Senior Vice President of Brand Experience for a very large health system, and John Marzano, now Principal Consultant with Jam3 Strategic Marketing and PR, former VP of Marketing and Public Affairs for several health systems around the country. So Paul and John, welcome and thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, Jared. Well, I'll just set the stage of the new reality of healthcare marketing that's happening right now. And I'll speak to senior marketing executives first. As senior marketing executives, I, I think we know most of most of you who are paying attention and tuning into this, I think most of you are, were all prior to COVID-19, you were already looking to optimize marketing efforts to address the rapidly changing expectations of consumers, <laughs> Uh, you were probably paying close attention to disruptive threats and you were evaluating how, how much to pay attention to them. Those threats may have already been starting to erode your customer base. Things like Walmart Health opening their first standalone clinics, Amazon, direct primary care, just all these disruptive threats to the base business model. And you were probably looking to optimize your marketing operations and evolve your brand messaging and reduce friction in your digital health experience. Probably all these things just to create a culture of marketing innovation to really be able to allow those things to happen. And then guess what? COVID-19 happened and it accelerated those needs. And we understand a lot of you are still in the midst of, of understanding how those needs are evolving. And that's what we're here to talk about today. So in the midst of all that chaos, so we've got Paul and John here to kind of uh, you know, talk about how, how to address this now and, and moving forward. Because th these are the types of questions that everyone seems to be asking right now. Let me ask, uh, John, let me start with you on this first question. And, and this can go anywhere. So how do hospitals and health systems thrive during the pandemic and then prepare for the post-pandemic world, a world that has that likely will have fewer commercially insured consumers, they'll probably have more virtual visits, and it will definitely have greater disruption from non-traditional competitors. So how do hospitals and health systems thrive now and in the future? Well, I think this was a wake-up call for a lot of healthcare organizations, as, as you mentioned. Uh, unfortunately, it it takes something like a, a pandemic to really bring attention uh, to the need for effective communications in all healthcare systems. I read a survey today that said 64% of consumers surveyed now expect their healthcare provider to communicate with them on a daily basis throughout this crisis. I think there's a tremendous need for credible, factual information out there. There's a lot of misinformation. And if you go on social media, there's all sorts of uh, people and comments on there about how this virus is spread, what's the projected slowdown of it. So I think consumers out there are looking to their healthcare provider at this kind of time and needing that credible factual information. You know, hospitals and healthcare systems have been great at emergency medicine over the years. It's what they do and they do it very well. But when you get in the day-to-day -day communications, and if you look at this going forward a little bit, there will be a greater demand for more seamless information coming from healthcare providers, in my opinion. Uh, hey, Paul, what do you think? Well, gosh, um, you know, there's a couple things that come to mind. The first is, I think many of these hospital and health systems and their capable marketing teams have developed in the past crisis communications plans. And it's one thing to have a plan. It's another thing to launch that plan in an environment that's moving 
quickly. And I think that's going to be a, a real lesson learned about preparedness. You know, it's one thing to have these tests and, and go through the go through the process, but you know, can we execute on that preparation? The other thing I think John is, is really pointed to, which I think is going to be an incredible opportunity, and that is, I think I read recently that 18 to 20 states, including the District of Columbia, have amended their existing laws or issued declarations to expand the use of, of telehealth and M, and M health tools. And I think not only for the vulnerable, but for an emerging uh, part of society of younger people who expect care to be delivered, de- delivered on their terms where they want it, when they want it. And so I think the opportunity to learn from this and learn globally in China, Germany, South Korea, Israel, and states that have been hard hit in the U.S., like Washington, New York, and California, I see a new level of cooperation. And the question is, who will emerge as the true leaders in delivering care on consumers' terms and creating an enhanced consumer experience? You know, Jared, I think Paul makes a great point there. And we had heard this even before the the pandemic started that consumer demand was changing uh, throughout the country, whether it was loyal over 65 consumers who were very loyal to their healthcare provider or the new millennial and younger generations who are looking for virtual healthcare services. Help me now. I don't feel well now. I want to be taken care of right now. So healthcare organizations had to be able to effectively, have to be able to effectively communicate and market to those different target audiences as we go forward based on their lifestyles and now the lifestyle that's obviously going to change through this pandemic. Express care situations, video visits, which are becoming more and more popular through this pandemic. All of those different channels to effectively target those audiences will be a key, I think, component for any marketer going forward. They're going to have to push their organizations to take a look at this uh, much more seriously as we go forward. I agree, and I see I see marketing in some circles. Marketing is is taking the lead on that initiative, and in others, they just don't know what to do about it, and they're waiting for it to come from other areas. And I think that translates and, and is kind of displayed in in their brand messaging, right? It, it, it comes across in terms of what, how much they're speaking to the consumer already. And now uh, how everything has been compounded and accelerated. It feels like somebody's stepping on the gas and, and they're just not letting up and we don't know how long it's, that's going to be the case. And that's kind of my next question is like, how is hospital brand messaging changing due to the crisis? Uh, Paul, do you want to start this time? It's a really interesting question. And I think it's important to look at the health systems around the country and examine their positioning strategy through this. I've been through a couple of crises myself in my career, and it's very challenging. But what, I, and, and kind of teeing off of what John was talking about, the concept of telehealth offers a unique capacity, remote screening, triage, treatment, and they're talking about it being a powerful tool for helping the capacity at hospital systems. And when this becomes free, when it moves forward, this pent-up demand 
in terms of all these electric procedures that have been delayed and the consumer experiences with these healthcare systems are going to be very impactful for how these brands see themselves in the communities that they serve. And I think the real shift will be from a, from a marketer's focus on how do we create brand awareness in our communities to how do we become brand relevant in our communities? How do we go to each of our stakeholders and say, this is how and why we are relevant in your life and we want to be a part of your life. And that's very different from looking at service line strategies, our ED visit volumes. That's a very different language. That's, that's not a language of compliance. That's a language of cooperation. And I think we're going to see the contemporary marketer really using this opportunity to elevate brand relevance for their organizations in their communities. You know, Jared, I, this question is really exciting because I believe what you're seeing healthcare brands do now is message the necessary information to support an understanding of a health issue. It's really clean communication without the typical fluff that we've seen from marketing communications. You know, organizations bragging about being the first, best, and most trusted in their communities. Brands are going to succeed going forward by the action response to this crisis not by the bragging about who and what they are. I think you're also going to see brands position themselves beyond their products. How, as we look at community need and social determinants of health and perhaps population health and, and disease management, we're going to see these brands evolve beyond that for the social good of the community, even more so than they already are considered. They're considered, as I said, important in times of crisis and emergencies, but what about the day-to-day communication? That seems to fall flat with consumers only because the message has not been there. But I think this environment now is really triggering this change and use of multi-channels across the spectrum, I think are, are gonna be expected by consumers because you have to go where they're actively looking and the way you find out where they're looking is you use the data that's, that's given to you through your MarTech strategies that are able to, to work and help you identify where the greatest needs are. That's much more efficient marketing than I think has ever been done in healthcare. And that's the exciting part. For sure, for sure. I think we're going to see a, a, a huge evolution here. So uh, once again, uh, you're tuned into Now What? This is a panel discussion series about how the present and future of healthcare marketing is changing right before our eyes and what we can do about it. So this series is produced by the Shift.Health Network, and I've got with me Paul Sablowski and John Marzano, uh, who both know a thing or two about a senior level marketing and strategy and, and communications. And I appreciate them both joining me today. I think this kind of leads to what's happening with a lot of health systems right now in terms of uh, a lot of them are pausing service line campaigns. They've either ceased elective procedures or they're, they've reduced them. They're having to redirect the staff. They're having to redirect a lot of their marketing dollars, though. So the status quo of even a lot of their their basic direct response marketing is kind of on pause right now during the pandemic. So my next question would be, how do they recover from that? Are they going to double down on it once life gets back to normal? Will hospitals and health systems, will, will they be resuming those campaigns as normal or 
Are there lessons to learn during this crisis about how to perform and get that same response in other ways after the pandemic? Uh, John, we'll start with you on this one. Great question. Uh, Let's take a step back. The crisis is not going to be the end of the world. Hospitals have been leaders in specialized care forever, whether it's heart, cancer, neuro, ortho, those kinds of specialized medicine. They've been promoting those services and will continue to do so, in my opinion only because those are the revenue drivers of any organization. You have to make money on the key tertiary and quaternary services in order to keep a health system going. Uh, So growth is going to continue and be an organizational goal for those services. So I don't see that going away. The real trick in all this, if you will, or the real strategy behind it is what channels are you using to talk to those people? You mentioned earlier about commercially insured business versus other types of business. There are ways to do that for key services and targeting the right audiences for those services, not just this blanket, you know, broad-based marketing message that goes out to everybody. I think consumers are going to be looking for more personalized information, more personalized experiences regarding their healthcare. And I see organizations, healthcare organizations are going to have to look at marketing as taking the lead in making these kinds of adjustments. Otherwise, it's going to fall on deaf ears, or if the organizations go back to just saying, hey, we're here, we're great, we've been here, it's going to kind of fall on deaf ears, I think, because people aren't responding to that anymore. Paul, what do you think? I hope that the outcome of the situation that we're in doesn't create a supportive mechanism for hospitals and health systems to continue to believe that all they're there to do is to fill hospital beds. I hope that it opens a window to say that in many systems around the country, outpatient growth is exceeding, revenue and outpatient growth is exceeding revenue and inpatient growth. To John's point, people want care delivered on their terms. And I hope this creates an opportunity to really open the telehealth window to really open how to communicate, to John's point, who these individuals are and how they want to be communicated to. I agree that it's necessary in our country to have a a very strong and established inpatient care system. And many of our large destination hospitals will continue to care for those that have very complicated illnesses. But again, I think there's a growing trend. And even if, if, if senior citizens who are seeing the opportunity to visit with their doctor every day from their kitchen table, to have remote monitoring is a tremendous opportunity and a very different communications, marketing, and branding strategy than saying we're the number one in knee replacements in the market. I think this has to be hopefully a catalyst to begin to shift that and say, are we taking care of people in the community? What's our early detection and prevention strategy? Can we say as a, as a nonprofit institution, that we reduce the incidence of cardiovascular disease, asthma, and other diseases in our communities by these percentages, and this is how we're, we're proving it. As far as the millennial population is concerned, again, they're looking for different language. They're looking for different strategies. They're looking for different touch points. Again, to what I said earlier, how do we become relevant 
in a 21-year-old's life and an 81-year-old's life. Those are very different communication, marketing, branding, and positioning strategies. I have a great example, personal example. I got a text from my sister who told me my mother, who's 92, God bless her, just did her six-month checkup during this virus, coronavirus, with her cardiologist online in a telehealth uh, situation. Evaluated her, was able to look at her record, asked her how she was doing, not forcing her to come into the office during this time. But this is a springboard to what Paul just mentioned, that this could be carried forward after this pandemic ends and make it much more convenient and accessible for people that age who, you know, it's not always easy to get in a car and be taken somewhere to an appointment, waiting in that office, and then having to, to drive home as well. So these are all possibilities, I think, that are coming to bear. And it's going to be interesting to see how organizations adjust. Just tag on that, John. I think it's going to be really interesting to see if this, if uh, CMS continues lifting those type of uh, restrictions. I read today that Aetna is waiving co-pays and cost sharing or COVID, COVID-19 hospitalizations and, telemed- and te- telemedicine and testing. It'll be really interesting to me to see if these restrictions, and again, I mentioned multiple states, and the data that comes from that is an opportunity to continue this going forward where no longer will you be able to have, will you be required to have an in-person physician visit in order to do telehealth and in-home monitoring. And many states still have those restrictions. You know, this could be a wonderful opportunity to really open the door to these hospital and healthcare systems in a way that they've never, never seen before. Yeah, I agree. And I do see that uh, there's a lot of talk of the health IT side of the the advent of of telehealth rules being uh, being flexed and kind of relented on after years, after years of of attempts to do that for the good of, of consumers and patients. And I do think, as you both discussed, that is going to be one of the, the major catalysts. And I don't have it on necessarily any inside intel, but kind of the, the growing buzz from the health IT community is that that those the relaxing of those rules and regulations, uh, that's here to stay, the relaxing of them, that we probably, that we won't be going back, that virtual visits are, are going to be a bigger and bigger part of, of things these days. And I'll tell you something, though. Be prepared for the conservative talk of this. There's already a movement that's talking about that increased home monitoring is, is, is going to create the illusion of care and that, you know, privacy will be subject, you know, to a completely different level. So I think as marketers, we need to be prepared for that voice and be able to answer that voice in a way that shows definitive success in being able to reach people in their homes. For sure. Yeah, you're right. And and so part of what our job is as marketers is to anticipate that, be prepared to respond with with messaging, and then, you know, ensure that that really can be part of our our marketing operations strategy, which kind of leads me to my my other question is about lessons that we've learned from marketing operations. Uh, and, and Paul, I'll start with you on this one. What are health systems learning right now about marketing operations, uh, which you have a really good definition of it. I, I see it as processes and team structures and investment strategies that are 
there to maximize marketing technology and analytics. So that piece of marketing, what are health systems learning related to their marketing operations as we go through the crisis? I think a couple things. The first is literally the term marketing operations and defining marketing operations structurally the same way you would define finance or the same way you would define government relations. is having marketing operations structurally being built that way. The second piece of that is that allows for much more multidisciplinary action within a health system. That marketing no, is no longer advertising, that marketing is a critical function within the organization and it's structured the same way with KPIs, with outcome statistics, with data and analytics, and not just click-throughs or how many times somebody saw this, but looking at conversion rates, looking at lifetime purchase value and things like that. I think this, this is a great opportunity for those individuals, for the contemporary marketer to raise awareness of the function of marketing operations as a critical business function within their hospitals and health systems. Yeah, John, what would what do you think? I would add to that that I think organizations now are seeing that there's a, a tremendous need to reevaluate their marketing strategies to Paul's point. It can't be business as usual. The new consumer demand is is obviously looking for other ways to be communicated to and with. So a strategy shift is obvious, in my opinion. In addition to a strategy, it's okay to change the strategy. But if you don't have the talent to run new types of multi-channel marketing or new new uh, strategic tactics to address consumer demand out there, then I think organizations really need to take a look at the structure of that team. And if the talent isn't there, go out and find that talent. Uh, Marketing has raised its profile over the last few years. And I think, unfortunately, this pandemic is going to raise it even more. But then that's a good thing for those marketers looking to, to make change or to push change within their organizations. In addition to that, I think those organizations that have been on the fence with marketing technology allowing them to use data insights to better resource marketing spend and resource uh, marketing talent and strategy out in the marketplace, I think those days are gone. That decision has to be made because those data insights help do what Paul mentioned, give you the outcomes, give you the KPIs, allow you to showcase not only leads but conversions and how those conversions turned into revenue and ROI as a result of marketing efforts. I mean, it's a great new concept. We're not an expense line item anymore. We're a revenue generating resource for the organization. And marketing, if it's not there yet, the marketing lead in those organizations has to step up and make sure that that's known. I agree, John, well said. We have to move from organizations seeing marketing communications crisis communications as an expense line item and into an asset. And the only way to do that is for marketers, contemporary marketers to stand up and say, these are how our investment strategies link directly to our strategic direction 
and our growth targets. So kind of in, in closing, anything else, any other things we haven't touched on? I mean, one, one thing from each of you that mar- healthcare marketers uh, ought to keep in mind to succeed both now during the crisis and following it. John, we'll start with you and then... Well, I would say there's never been a better opportunity for marketers to stand up, take the lead and be noticed. Historically, we have functioned well, whether you're a marketer or a communicator, function well in crisis situations, as Paul mentioned earlier. People look to marketing and look to communications in times of, of these. It's a huge opportunity, in my opinion, even more so than, than we've been talking over the past few years about the opportunity in marketing. The time is now. And if you're a marketer in an organization, a lead marketer in an organization, and you're not going for it, then this may be the place for you because it's moving fast now, faster than it ever has. And I think this is the opportunity to stand up, be noticed, prove yourself, prove your value to the organization, and take it forward from here. I I couldn't agree more, John. You know, I was thinking about Jared's question about what's one thing. And per our previous conversation, I think the role of marketing operations would be the one thing that I would tell my colleagues around the country that there is no better opportunity than the situation that has gone before us to prove to organizations of our critical business role inside hospitals and healthcare systems of this is the role we play. This is the new talent that we're acquiring to achieve those objectives. These are the skills that we now understand we demand. This is the investment strategy that we're going to use. I mentioned to a colleague the other day, you know, can you imagine an accounting system that's 25 years old and trying to use that within an integrated healthcare delivery system? But yet, in many cases, we're using marketing strategies that are just as old. So now's the time to see the horizon to stand up and to say we are a vital part of this organization. This is how we fit in. This is what we contribute. And this is the revenue that we can expect to achieve with those investment strategies. Well said, both of you. Uh, Thank you for joining so much and uh, for contributing and and just helping us think through what's coming and and what's after this. We really appreciate it. You crank out content, but it's getting stale. It might be nutritious, but it tastes like kale. You're down with finding a way to up your marketing game. Yeah, but when you look for help, everyone seems lame. We're Ultera Digital. Google us and see. We're spelled like ultra with an extra E. We'll help you market forward. Google us and look. We're Ultera Digital. It's off the hook. Hey, guys, this is Jared. Ultera Digital is just another name for our consulting team that helps you when your content, your strategy, or your brand is getting stale. You know, like that chocolate glazed donut that was a little piece of heaven in the morning, but when you left it on your desk until 4.13 in the afternoon and you went to finish it off, by then, mm, not so heavenly, was it? By now, you know our philosophy that content is the future, but only when it engages audiences and it isn't a snooze fest. And you've heard how we roll. The healthcare rap, what you're listening to right now is Exhibit A. We don't do boring. So if your content, your special event, or your strategy is getting stale, let us help you give it that spark, that rhythm, that new life you're looking for. Ultera Digital, marketing forward. Okay, now back to the podcast, right? Because it's pretty legit. Hey, 
Hey everyone, one final note, go check out the video series. It's called Now What? And you can find it by searching on YouTube for shift.health. Don't forget to join the posse. Listen, subscribe, leave a review and tell your friends. Healthcare Wrap is an Altera Digital production and a member of the shift.health network. So on behalf of Paul, John, and myself, keep marketing forward. Thanks, and that's a wrap.